A good haircut can be a game changer. I mean, everybody wants to look their best for those social media pics, right? So get yourself to Sport Clips at Sport Clips Haircuts. They hair do like no one else hair does. See what they did there? Not only is it the home of champion haircuts, but they've also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. Level up your haircut with the MVP haircut experience. It's a spa day for your follicles. Check this out. You get a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with a perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on the TV. Does it get any better than that? No. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pod of thunder and rock and roll. And my new book, No is a Four-Letter Word, is coming out August 29th. But you can pre-order it right now at my Amazon store. Just go to Amazon.com slash shop slash I am Jericho. It is a brand new tome, uh, more of a self-help motivational book, how you too can achieve your goals in 20 easy lessons and with 20 easy principles. So I think you're really going to like it. August 29th, I'll be hitting the streets, doing some signings, doing a lot of press uh, and you can go check it out uh, get that pre-order in now and be the first one to get it when it is released august 29th go check that out and uh, speaking of uh, checking something out we got a couple of talk as jerichai alumni returning to the show today for you to check out they've both been here as singles but today making their tag team debut on talk as jericho it's the wwe tag team champions of the world cesaro and sheamus that's right you're going to hear about their best of seven program that led to their tag team partnering how it's been adjusting to tag team wrestling in general after being singles for so many years they're talking about the respective injuries that sidelined both of them for a while and what it's been like to come back to WWE and have to reinvent and reestablish themselves it means great stories about the tearaway suits the sunglasses Seamus's braided beard and mohawk both are foreigners in the states just like me uh, an Irish a Swiss and a Canadian walk into a, a bar and do a podcast together uh, Seamus of course is from Ireland Cesaro's from Switzerland we'll talk about all the things they miss uh, about home we got road stories, airport stories, hotel stories, Japan stories. That's where we are when we did this. We're not going to talk about the crazy trip back to Ireland that Seamus recently took to attend his sister's wedding and how he had to fly straight back to do a WWE pay-per-view. Talk is Jericho. Here we go. We're here. We're here. Right, we're three. on. Oh, it's a crack. All right. Hey, we're back in here in Tokyo, Japan. So... Look at Japan with three different accents. A Canadian, an Irishman, and a Swiss walk into a, ro- a hotel room and do a podcast. And drink a lot of coffee. But this is good. Uh, we're able to, to work this out. And you were telling us a story, uh, Claudio. Where did you go today? I, I had lunch with uh, Masahiro Chono. That's crazy. At a Brazilian steakhouse in Japan. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So a Swiss man uh, and Japanese guy. In the Brazilian, and, steakhouse. Brazilian steakhouse. Did you, yeah. Have you ever met him before? I've never met him before, no. He's obviously a legendary he guy. He is absolutely a legend. How did you get hooked up on him? So a uh, buddy of mine that I've known here for like seven years since my Noah days, uh, 
was like he knows Jono and he brought me to his like clothing store where I got a lot of stuff before. Aristrist or something Aristrist, Aristrist yeah, yeah. Nice, which, thanks for the invite man appreciate you're it. welcome <laughs> uh, you had to go to see your Irish George uh, <laughs> at the embassy I didn't go to see he didn't turn up he got stuck in traffic oh yeah, yeah you, you guys got Irish so many man. friends I feel like a loser I'm just sitting <laughs> here by myself in bed all day trying to find somebody to talk to well you know his friend didn't show up so you know <laughs> I can't believe he didn't invite me you're bollocks so I worked with Chono in uh, WCW WCW right yeah and it was uh, a that wasn't bad. It was kind of a disaster, but it wasn't bad. And the reason why was it was one of those ones where they wanted me to get my legs stuck in the rope. You know, when you fall the rope and you get like tied up in the rope. Is that Johnny Ace uh, spot? It was the Johnny Ace. Because guess yeah. what? He, uh, he, I remember Johnny Ace was trying to get uh, Wade Barrett to do the same thing with Dean Ambrose. And uh, Wade's like, no, mate, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And, like, and Johnny's like, oh, it's going to be the greatest. I can't even do the voice. but uh, It's going to be great. great. It's going to be great. Wade's like. I'm not. I'm not effing doing that. I'm but not it hurts. Doing that. The ropes aren't loose enough. Yep. Like you have to loosen the ropes to get your leg caught in it, but it still feels like it's going to break your shin. Yeah. And so it was like it was the dumbest idea ever, and that's the only recollection I have of working with one of the greatest of all time. <laughs> Except it was on a really shitty pay per view for WCW. What but, was the pay per view? Uh, like sold out. Sold out. But it was spelled S O U L D. Sold out. So uh, how many times have you been to Japan, Claudio? Um, I was trying to think. I'm. This must be my eighth or ninth time, maybe. Okay, because you went a lot for well, Noah. Like, well, like I did like f- maybe four or five tours with Noah, and then I came in with WWE. This must be my fourth time, so probably. Seven. Yeah, How about maybe you only t- my third, maybe. maybe third time with the fir- third, well, you, th- we, third we worked here before. We did, yeah, three years ago or something like yeah. that, which was really good. I worked Big Tony as well. I brought you over here, and I actually yeah. worked, I worked with tag match too, didn't I? Or was I tagging with you? With me, the, and, you me and you versus Cena and Yoshitatsu. <laughs> Wow. We, me and him knocked the piss out of each other actually about three years ago before uh, I, I tore my shoulder. I think that's every match. Every match. <laughs> well, that's but funny, especially in Japan, because yeah, we yeah. have you guys uh, have you guys here. Obviously, you're a big tag team now, and uh, but it started out the reason that you guys doing your your best of seven match, mm. yeah. which but uh, tell, how did that even start? Uh, <laughs> oh, the best of nine <laughs> match. Well, uh, how did that start? Well, we were just kind of. We were both kind of floundering, and I was uh-huh. started with the draft, and mate. that was that was downward spiraling, and then it was just like, oh, let's have Shami and Cesaro wrestle, and then the draft, yeah, it happened. So like it right all started the with the draft, actually, actually started after the draft, yeah. So the draft comes, the draft comes. Well, well, it was you weird know. because like, like what happened was, you know, Tony came back from from the injury on fire, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not just saying this because you hear it, but like you watch it, just, to me, it was the most uh, innovative comeback, the most exciting comeback. Like, I remember. It was like all over the kip. He's yeah. like, like, like Super Mario. He came back for the four-way after WrestleMania, AJ, AJ Kevin, maybe? Kevin, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he came back with the the, the new outfit the new and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he came back. Yeah, so you know what I mean? Like, as I said, like, he came back and he was like flying all over, like he was hitting uppercuts, jumping out of the ring, uppercuts against the barrier. Like, he came back on fire. I was uh, coming off that League of Nations thing after being world champ. And then we did the uh, draft, you know, and then we were at the, the second last and last pick. And I remember sitting there and like when the draft was going on thinking, Am I even going to be drafted on TV? I was like, this is absolute we bullshit. That day, Chris. Did we? Yes, we did. Remember? A single match? Yeah, we had a single match. Oh, it was like just like a five-minute thing was, or something. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, well, let me Smack see if we're down. going to make that the best, best four-minute right. match ever. That's yeah. right. And we tried. Yeah, we did have yeah. a really good four-minute match. It was one of those ones where it was the draft, yeah. which in the backdrop was, well, they throw some matches in there. Yeah, yeah. And they threw us in there, which we had worked countless times on live events. But, not, but they no. gave us like five minutes. Yeah. And it was like, let's just do the absolute best five-minute match. You can. 
of all time because we based it on that Owen Hart uh, yeah. one two three one, kid two, three match Xbox yeah. yeah so yeah I remember that so we worked the match so you guys were wondering, you were wondering if you were even going to get drafted on TV oh, we yeah. were like we had no idea like it was it was crazy and then all of a sudden he you were second last I was second last, last you were last year something like that so, so something that I want people to know is that it's it's a real shoot we don't know when we're we getting didn't drafted know. Yeah. and like I remember walking up for the match and you just got drafted and I didn't I just was like oh, yeah. it was just <laughs> I was like I think it was like currently in the ring you know Cesaro you know <laughs> yeah. like I have one of those you're, you're, like, you're like, during okay, the break yeah you know so it's like we come up we're like you know currently the rings is our oh yeah by the way he hasn't been drafted yet and here is chris jago jeez you haven't been drafted yet you suck you're a loser okay so you're sitting there waiting finally yeah, so he finally gets through and then i he uh, i did an interview on whatever talking smack or whatever, whatever it's called, called yeah, after shock or whatever shock, yeah. yeah and then he did one that tony did one in, in the backstage area and we we're both we we're all pissed man like because we know our worth we know how good we are and our own minds like we're the best as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned but uh, then it was one of those instances where I think it was like they didn't know what to do with us and they said like, you know what these two are two hard hitting guys you know what I mean two foreigners let's just put them in the best of seven match but that was after we wrestled no, twice no, no, no. That was not the, then we just wrestled twice and then afterwards Foley was like I'm going to put you in the best of seven and that's how like you know it's like oh we just wrestled twice and now we wrestled <laughs> seven more times and then I was like, all right, let's kick it off SummerSlam, right? Sweet. And then we're a kickoff show. So we were... Before the paper. So so we were just like, all right, let's freaking... Like, we were both kind of chip on our shoulder, had something to prove. And we were like, um, let's do the best thing ever. And I think I did a huge crossbody of those new, to... new posts and yeah. stuff. And I was just I'm like, really, screw yeah. it. I'm just going to... Just go wall, for it. You know? can't. Because it was also too, it was best of seven for nothing at stake. Yeah. yeah that was made it hard like, for you guys as difficult. well. Mm. But then we... I mean, like, we just were like, all right, let's show everybody. And we... we had every match was different we got to do which i'm really proud of we got to do one of the matches on a live event in london mm. because it was like sold out though too when we did the world it was that's, legit the world that's so we did, we did, we, we did kansas city yeah. we did kansas city raw we did london <laughs> london england the o2 we did manila shanghai and then went right back so it was, it was the like, worst trip it was ever. like uh, on that trip uh, by the way i calculated it was i like, counted it we spent more time in on a air. plane on a plane than in the countries together really it was like it was like you know like between getting on a plane waiting an hour till we take off and mm. taking off like we were more time on a plane i remember it was 40 hours out of 120 hours yeah. and you take sleep out of that that was like, that was flying though flying time. so like yeah. so, so it was almost like we were because we were on planes for like 50 you know and then oh, like okay there you go yeah. you know and then take like airport and, and then let me just, let me just once again let me tell everybody who's listening so we flew from raw in kansas city to London, England. Through New York. Did, through New York. Did a show in London. Flew that to night. Manila, Philippines. Right. Yeah. Did a show that, that night. night. Right after the show. Went to the airport. Straight to the airport. Wait, no, no, no. Actually, actually we, we had two hours at the hotel. No, not, not no, we before the show. Oh, before the show. We had two Once hours. the show yeah, ended, yeah. we went straight to the airport. I remember thinking, I remember asking a question. They said, oh, Vince, Vince said the guys will rather just go straight to the airport. <laughs> It's like, no, we wouldn't. I started talking about this yesterday. I vividly remember you and me, Claudio, sitting in that shitty little airport lounge in the Philippines talking about music or something. And just now we're really starting to get messed up on the jet lag and just like sitting there like a couple morons. And then we fly straight from Manila uh, to, Shanghai. to Shanghai, get in, work that night, leave yeah, the next day. Leave the next day. And then uh, on the way back, I watched... I downloaded nine episodes of Game of Thrones because I was just catching up at that yeah. point. Uh, I, w- I was like, nine hours will be enough for an 11-hour flight. No, it wasn't. 
It wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was like we, we stood on the runway for an hour. Oh, so geez. like with like three hours left on the plane, I was like, what am I going to do? I'm all jacked up on Game of Thrones. So. <laughs> That's when uh, I remember Punk's uh, fight was that day. And I, I, was, I was so yeah. loaded because we were like, I, we were so drunk and jet lagged. I remember watching the fight and then I woke up the next day or on the plane and I thought it was a dream. It's like I had a dream that CM Punk lost in a minute. It's like, no, that really happened. Really? We were all, we were all stood around. Like, there was like 15 guys. On someone's phone. On someone's phone, yeah. yeah, on, yeah, the, yeah. On, the, on the way down to the, uh, the plane. <laughs> to but, the plane. Um, so you guys have your live match on the live event. Which, and then like, they, they replayed it the following day on Raw because we had like a camera, like a professional camera there that took footage, which I thought was really cool because that doesn't really happen yeah, anymore. Yeah. And then um, we finally have to seventh match in people Indianapolis Indianapolis yeah. oh, what the, the paper was the paper paper payback or something something like that and again it's for nothing but then like people actually like it ends with a double count out again like alright another you know stone <laughs> but the throw. people were so and into it the, the people were so, were so into, into it they were like let them fight like we you know it was, so it was like wow alright like we kind of turned that around and then Foley made us a team and yeah <laughs> but here's the thing about this though first like you, you, what you mentioned before Shane but you guys were kind of floundering or whatever and I watched every one of those matches, and each one of them got better than the last, which is hard in a best of seven, especially when there's nothing at stake. You guys were both kind of heels or both uh, baby. I, were you? I no, I, I was here. He was, he was okay, baby gotcha. face. But the one, the funny thing was, was a lot of re, there was a lot of really cool stuff in there, you know. And like you know, it was to me, it was we just we knew what we knew what we were at, man. We were just we were just trying to like. We're getting everyone to notice, you know what I mean, and and we that we remind people how good we are and how realistic we are in there because literally, like we literally kicked the shit out of each other. Like I'm not joking. He uppercut me one no, time, not. and I actually actually felt my jaw. I, I I thought my jaw was going through the roof to go through the roof of my head. I'm, I'm like it was that's how physical it was. Like yeah, that's I remember. After I, I remember. I also <laughs> I, like, yeah. Jesus Christ. I also remember though, like one time, like he came at me and I um I basically uh, faulted him into the post. You right? back dropped him into the post. I yeah, think. wasn't that yeah. it? Yeah. And uh. Bret Hart, <laughs> like he was grand. Bret Hart goes on, like ranting on about, oh man, Sheamus is so unsafe. And he's this after this spot. And I was like, that's good. Cool. Cool. We, we got Bret Hart. It was, it was great. probably your spot, though, Claudio, I imagine, right? I remember that. You, bit, you yeah. launched him straight into the post. It was amazing. How was that unsafe? How are you unsafe in doing it? You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't make him do it. It's a backdrop. You have to go for it. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, like every match has got better and better, and as you said, Indianapolis was unbelievable. Like it just great match. I remember it just oh, just you. kept getting better and better and better. He almost killed himself with that uh, planche through the road. That's the last dive I ever done. By the way, yeah. remember I told you after, don't yep. ever do that again. And, 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 You're too big to do yeah, that. I look at you, I was like, yep, yeah. That right. scared the shit out of me, man. That, was, that scared the you, shit you out of me. You went for the dive, but you, but you kind of just no. Stopped I, I I have a ball that that gets sweaty, so I think I, I just so I just slipped off, and then I landed, and I was like. All right, don't do that one again. It was like one of those. Like immediately knew it. it was like popped up. And like okay. yeah, it, it, it's so bad that you don't even sell it. That's when you know that you've scared yourself when you don't even sell I it. You just get right back up again. Like, all right, all right, cool. Because we talked about. I was like, dude, you're too big to do dives. Don't do dives. And then you did that dive, and it's like, oh my gosh, I hope he's alive. And well, like I, you know, I, I was even like, it was one of those. I was like, oh, I'm running. I put my hands out front. I was like, oh, well, well, you know, like this is me having a conversation in my head during the. Two seconds it takes to run the ropes. I was like, oh, this is going to be a great dive. I'm going to get as much speed as I can. All right, hands up front. Now, you know what would be cool? If I wouldn't put my hands up front, just a straight headbutt. This is going to be great. Not, not a yeah, s- super. At, like, uh, yeah. I was thinking Black Warrior. Like, yeah, yeah, this is going to be my Black Warrior dive. <laughs> like, oh. No, no, no so he had zero <laughs> talk for me about how any of this is going to end up with me. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. It was yeah, I was like, Shave is out there. Shave would be grand. I'm not going to hit him in the head with anything. But, like, that's what it was. But that's what you do. You know, like, 
like when you've got a point to prove and you're trying to prove yourself and, and you know, make people remember how good you are, they're, they're the risks you take, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. you just keep trying to push the bar further and further and further. Hence, Content. it's why we are the bar. You know what I mean? That's, that's really why we are because we don't set the bar, we are the bar. That's a good, why good, laughing to himself Good, good segue. Uh, yeah, it's uh, great, right? Fit your catchphrase in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're just like By the way, Merch have made loads. WB Shop have basically, they're spinning out the shirts now for the bar. They're like, they're coming to us every day with all these ideas. They're so excited about uh. but, you know, that's, that's a lie. Hey, let me say this. Don't forget, this is a company that, that had a line of scarves last year yeah. and not one of them was a Chris Jericho scarf. There's a Dean Ambrose scarf and a John Cena scarf and a Ron scarf. Like, that is the worst no-brainer stupid thing I've ever heard in my life. They baffle me, man. They really, oh, they really baffle sometimes, me. Right? But when they bring something out, it's like it's already over. You know what I mean? Like something good hits and then it's like the, it's the, the t-shirt comes out like, like six months. <laughs> he just got an arm sleeve or what What you got the other day that you had, you've been pushing for for ages? Uh, I got new Cesaro arm sleeves that you can get now. Which we've been wearing for a year. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, so the, the Fo- then Foley made as a team. And it's it, it's funny because we really kind of grew together, like, as a team. Mm-hmm. And obviously uh, inside and outside of the ring because it's legit, like like he said, it's always we always try to to push each other. And, like, even we, we both remember the times when, you know, like, oh, you have four minutes and we don't really care what you do anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, we still have that same... Were you guys were you guys like friends before? I mean, obviously we're all friends, but were you guys tight at all? I or mean, did you really know each other? Or? Not really. Yeah. No, not at all. I, mean, come over. Over. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he knew about it. Yeah. Uh, I was just trying to get the rub off. You know what I mean? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> to rub off? Getting the rub off? The rub off. The, I didn't understand what the rub off means. I'm getting the rub means. But we were, no, I mean, like we have a lot of respect for each other. I don't think yeah. we were super... Super close running, you know, about Europeans. We came kind of the same background, get here, but we definitely, from wrestling each other enough, we definitely had a lot of respect, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it was definitely, a, I think there was, there's always been a competition there between us because, and that's a great thing because you always want to try and, you know, outdo each One other. up each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we still do. All right, there are some seriously talented luchadors in AEW, and not all of them speak English which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos. Hey, amigas. See? Already learning. Haha. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita. So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. Sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Talk is Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho. Do it today. This, this is Talk is Jericho. What kind of feedback did you guys get on the Best of Seven? It was it was mostly positive. You mm-hmm. know, I, I feel like you can always tell when um, 
when you start something and it was just kind of us doing it and then all of a sudden it was like I've got some ideas here for you mm-hmm. so it was it was it was mostly positive and you know you can tell because we got more and more time for our matches mm. because even even when we only had little time we try to make this memorable like with the backdrop or something that people still remember like and then okay that fits in here with the story and then uh, we got more and more and we got the talk you know in the backstages with Foley after that which is very important and just mm-hmm. trying to be able to get our characters known to people because I mean we've, we've we feed it off each other really well. And then especially when we had that, it was like, hey, uh, you guys are in the back here arguing. And then like, okay, go. And then we would just go for five minutes and they were like, you guys can stop. And we're like, oh, okay. So it's like, <laughs> you know, because we just like, that's just that's what, 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 yeah, what yeah. we do. And it just came off really organic. And that's how we kind of knew like we got something here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very organic. The part we, the fun, the funnest part, I mean, it's, it's all, it's been, the whole lot's been fun. It's definitely been an evolution like from, from when we started. But even when we're tagging, there was that thing of like, the odd couple kind of fighting each other and we, we wanted to, we wanted to push in that we didn't get the opportunity to push in that as much as we wanted because it's like you know you have a segment and it's taken away you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. and people were enjoying it and then i guess we did the segment in um it wasn't in glasgow somewhere else after we won the title and we we're still kind of arguing and then we just kind of got reamed out because we're supposed to be on the same page at that stage so <laughs> and no one tells you until after well, right? well it's just uh, we, we, well, we're, we're enjoying it we're having fun always, doing it yeah. and the crowd are having fun you know yeah. boo yay the boo yay. remember the boo the boo yay stuff was i mean great. We, just, we just try to push the envelope with whatever we got you know and i was like okay we um, i mean i'm every single time and the same with him like if we, if we give like we just try to okay we have four minutes and we're going to make this four minutes mm-hmm. the greatest four minutes ever and I think that's what you what you have to do it was the same with, the, with our promos and with our segments like with the bar fight and stuff like that and we're just like that was oh, great let's go let's go as crazy as we can you know but it's funny how it works because like, I remember when you guys first were put as a team it was a little bit of a controversy like these guys work at best of seven then it ends in a draw and then they just stick them in a team together <laughs> But now here we are a year later, and it's like it was yeah. actually a really great idea. Well, it, 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 you know, it's crazy how if you look at it, this is a year in the making. So it's mm-hmm. like a story that's been going on for over a year. You can follow, and it's it's so much. I mean, to me, it, it's still a lot of fun, and there's still a lot of legs that that we that's you know, you can work with. A lot of legs that we can do. I don't know if that's English, <laughs> but you know, I just pretend it is. If you speak five languages. Yeah, it's like, okay. there's a lot of legs still left. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're getting like we're already enjoying it. I mean, like it's a caterpillar. <laughs> Yeah, we're the centipede. Oh yeah, uh, caterpillar centipede. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> Just talk about you know. Centipedes. So like, so it, and it's interesting too. Like when you're used to being a singles guy, and then you start doing exclusively tags, there's always an adjustment period, right? Yes. And then when you do tags all the time, and you go to singles, there's an adjustment period again, right? Mm. But when you so when you become a team, like like was it a natural thing? Did you have the chemistry right away? Uh, we, I mean, we dealt with that first match. Remember that against the locals. I don't remember. I've been too honest in this interview. Maybe. No, I, I remember. Yeah, you guys worked a couple job guys. We, we were uh, we were told we didn't sell and all that sort of stuff. I'm really this is I don't know. But why? I mean, well, why were you supposed to sell if they're locals? Or did did you get in trouble for giving them too much? There's some trouble from something. I don't, I don't, I'll just comment on this. I opened the kind of worms. No, I just for, no. It was just it was a situation where um, it just you know. We went in, battered the crap out of each other the day before, and we went in, and it was just—it was called more of an adjustment thing, Chris. You know what I mean? It was more like, you know, I don't know, where we wouldn't try to one up each other, and then we went through the same thing. But it was just—it was a convoluted story. Yeah, yeah, I got. We got back on track anyway. The week, the week next week, we got back on track, and then it was off to the races. Then you know what I mean? And then we went started going in against the new day, and it was it was a, it was a great build up. You know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. And we finally beat them after they held the titles for the longest longest 
Those time. We also won the Survivor Series. Actually, that was the Survivor Series too. Another yeah. one. Are you all your team or just you yeah, guys? Our team. Well, our, our team. <laughs> we won it for our team. But see, that's another thing. Like um, when I first started tagging with Big Show, our first tag match was awful. I remember because we were trying all this stuff. Like, okay, like you throw me in the air and you yeah. slam me, and it's like we realize like that's not the type of team that we are. Yeah. That's not working. Yeah. But but the first time, I still laugh. Like that was terrible. Like, dude, we're done. Mm-hmm. You know. But that's but there is an adjustment just to get to know each other, what the characters are, how you work as a team, etc. Yeah, I mean, that's what it was. Really, the first match, I guess, just it was and, just an adjustment period. Like because we were still we were still definitely in the single mindset, like straight away. So uh, it just, but I think we hit it off pretty quick. Like once we once we got through that first match, that was kind of a. A a cluster you know mm-hmm. what i mean it was just then it was we're off to the races yeah. and then we just started gelling you know what i mean and we start working together and coming up with stuff that we could do together and work as a unit you know and that was the other fun part like that was okay we had that whole story and time from like okay we're the, the art like we don't like each other to you be like people could see us growing together mm-hmm. as a team it wasn't just like and here's the new tag team of yeah, yeah, sure, sure, and sure. They do bubble, you know, double back elbows, double lip high five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It was like, no, you could see us from like just being uh, just two. There two was a reason guys, for it, yeah. Two singles guys, and like that was legit. Like how we grew together from, you know, doing that to now being a wild machine. That was actually all a natural progression. But mm-hmm. people were able to witness that. Like it wasn't like, oh, you know, me and Seamus went down to FSW and like you know, like did. Did like tag moves and practice stuff in the ring. Right, no, was right, like, right. You were you like people were there and they can see it us becoming a better team. And I think that's why the response is there to us because they were there and watched the whole. Yeah, time, yeah they grew know? up. Yeah. Like, they grew yeah. up with yeah. us, yeah. you know, so, for fifteen years ago. Too. It was great crack though. Like he, so he get in, he did a he did a perfect uppercut. They go, yeah, I tag myself in, <laughs> uppercut the shampoo. That's Tony would say. They hated uppercut. you for the longest time. Oh my yeah. god. I, you know what I mean, and then like I tag, I he t- I tag myself in on t- on Tony, and he, you know what I mean, they booed the crap out of me. You had fun with that. You know, it was it was great crack, like because that's that's what we were, that really we work for, like the reaction to the crowd when they get involved, and they're just just we're having as much fun as them. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Just, I've done some stuff in there that had a Tony cringe. You know what I mean? It was great. You know, it's great. <laughs> it, it was, and it, it's so much fun because we could, you know, we would work. Like Seamus was the heel on uh, the back end, uh, the good guy, and it, and it just worked. We, we, there, there was a time when we worked, you know, against against Gals and Anderson and against New Day at the same yeah. time, and mm-hmm. it just it just worked because you of our be chemistry. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, oh, this is great. And then you know, like the, we had the whole thing with New Day, and then like it's just it gave us a different dynamic, and it's you know. It's let's talk about the reinvention unique. too, because you did it too, Seamus. But let's go back to what you were talking about, uh, Cesaro, when you came back. Um, after your injury and you had the tearaway suit and the yeah. shades what was the idea behind that um, well the idea behind that was like hey I've been out for four months you to come back with something that's kind of different <laughs> you know and then uh, being, a, being a big James Bond fan and, and watching a lot of Bond stuff and mm-hmm. I was hurt and too like uh, you know they've been calling me this with Superman on commentary and I was like well you know I kind of dressed like Clark Kent when I'm out of the ring and I like my suits and my European yeah you were very well dressed yeah Um, so I was like oh you know what what if I freaking rip that off and then here I am Super Cesaro when I walked to the ring you know and I was (laughs) like oh that's cool and I just I I made my first two or three tearaway suits myself uh, did you while while I was hurt yeah how did you do how do you do it Uh, I used to make Swiss Army knife (laughs) yeah yeah Swiss Army (laughs) knife and Velcro uh, and uh, Velcro uh, (laughs) Velcro 
wine and vinegar. And some vodka. Vodka. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I used to make my own ring gear back on the indies. And even Did the, you first, really? the first couple of times here in WWE. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, it looks spectacular too. You should I'm check sure. it out. Yeah, it's, it's very jealous of that. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, I, I made the Terraway suit. And I mean, it had the desired effect for the, for the time I had it. Yeah, yeah. And then like, again, there comes a time where you feel like, okay, I'm still not where I want to be. And if I just do the same thing over and over, I mm -hmm. feel like, you know, and then, but then there always needs to be a reason that was starting to team with Seamus. And you can see once we start teaming, both of our looks changed mm -hmm. and evolved. And now it evolves to where it is now. And I feel it's just a natural progression. But the, I mean, you always want to evolve. I mean, yeah, of course. you know, like you're, yeah. you're the master of that. You know, yeah, you always yeah. want to stay fresh and ahead of the curve. And uh, that, that's just. The How about you, Seamus, when you changed your hairstyle and got the mohawk? And you used to have the beard in, in beads, in beads yeah. in your beard. Oh, let's okay. go All the balls in your beard. Yeah. I mean, like, that was a drastic change. Like, <laughs> I, thought, I think I talked to you about this before. It was like, I got home, I, I, I tore my shoulder, and it came back, and I had the same look, thinking, you know, like, I told you about that. Uh, yeah, that's the right. Girls, I'm yeah. like, I changed, but not changing at all. And it was like, I came back, and it was still kind of like, yeah, the first couple of weeks. And then it's just, you know what I mean? I, before I left the first time, I got like people are sick of it. I mean, I was sick of Babyface Seamus, mm -hmm. and uh, it's just because it's like oh, I said before, I was more of a bully as a as a, as a babyface than I was as a heel. You know, and some of the stuff I was doing, I was like, "What the? F this is like I'm bullying this this fella." You know what I mean? Like so. Anyway, I came, came back with the drastic hair and uh, and the beads. Love life went down the tubes probably for about a year and a half. <laughs> um, not exactly I mean, the girls didn't uh, like it? Uh, they were not, not impressed at all. Mate. But uh, like I knew what I had to do. That was the whole point. I sacrificed that to do the character. And it was great, you know what I mean? The beads, like people That's are so, why much so miserable, you know? <laughs> what? That's why he was so miserable. No chicks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was angry all the time. No chicks. And, um, but like I took the, then eventually, you know, the beads came out and then like, you know, then we obviously like had the proper beard and then we started going against each other at Mania we evolved the looks you know what I mean we had an idea and then we found out we weren't going to be we're going to be in the, the we found out we're going to be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal and then it's, and then switched again and people looked at me like oh, those like two heads and we talked to writers about it, like like no you're this uh, tag team ladder matches and then we're like brilliant hmm. you know what I mean and then so at that stage then we kind of like Kilts are a Celtic thing, you know, Irish and Scottish, you know what I mean? That they're worn at weddings and stuff like that, especially people, Irish people get married with kilts. So I, so I had the idea of the kilts with the, his suit jackets. Um, to be honest with you, man, I don't think anyone looked better than we did at, walking out of WrestleMania. Was, was that this year, the tag team ladder? No, yeah, that was this year. There was a tag team ladder match this year? Yeah. yeah. My gosh, at WrestleMania. Yeah. I don't even remember that. That's just goes Thanks, to, it goes that's, to show how many matches. We no, but how many matches? That's a memory of our performance. It's how much we, we 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 travel and and, yeah. and work and stuff. I had no idea who, who yeah. was in that. Remind me. Uh, it was it was us, the club, Enzo and Cass, and then the Hardys oh, were the surprise. Oh, the Hardy surprise. Now surprise I remember, of course. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, we had the kilts, and uh, we had both uh, custom tearaway tops, <laughs> and it was it was great. It was cool. It was a cool moment. What's the Swiss guy doing with a kilt on? How was that? Well, he's teaming an Irish guy. You know, like that. Uh, to, to me and like but the, the look is it, I got a lot of positive responses from it you know because it, like, it looks cool that's it looks why. it looks different and yeah. it's like okay I mean you need to be a real man to pull off a kilt so yeah. <laughs> that's what I say like I mean you don't want to you don't want to see my Swiss scarf out there so I'm very happy Seamus has oh, well, the kilts you know I'll give you an example LAX or LAX uh, yeah. Staples Center on LAX. The Monday LAX uh, Staples, no, we're, not, we're more aware of the airports than we are the arenas these oh, days. Totally we travel yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah. But uh, LA, like, I got in the ring, you know, when we're doing that thing with, uh, where somehow we're just sitting on a bunch of stools or earpieces with, with uh, Drifter. Are we allowed to call him Drifter or not? Elias Sampson. Sampson. He's not called the Drifter anymore? 
Uh, is that the new thing? But there he was. Tara, look around the around the arena, and there's this this bird, a couple of rows back, this giant sign. Seamus is, or Cesaro is my daddy. I wish I said Seamus. And uh, there, there was there the Cesaro getting nothing all red. And everything looked at big all red, bright red. I think, I think actually, I think it says Cesaro is daddy, which I found out later through my friends because I don't know, I don't know what's going on. That daddy is word now is now used as an like a verb or an adjective so like, like if somebody's like he's great he's great Cesaro, or he's like Cesaro, he's like hot or whatever so it's like yeah like he's daddy and i'm like i didn't even know what uh, that means so yeah. um yeah you're, here's me you're, like you're a, her, you're a sexual daddy yeah, so so seamus is you know like has tears you're her dirty daddy at me and uh, you're I'm dirty there, naughty I'm daddy like, <laughs> <laughs> i guess i mean i don't know he's getting he's getting too lushy now <laughs> to be fair though the, so here's how my thought process is like okay this is so backwards Big because Tony. if you would say somebody is, is hot mm-hmm. and you'd be like oh he's daddy like do you think of your dad when you think of somebody's hot like that makes no sense at all and then uh, like if you would be a dude that would have a sign for a chick would it say like I don't she's know, like, like she's mommy, and that would be even weirder. So it was like, what's going Let's on? Let's get into Mexican stuff, though. Hey, mommy, they call this like is, they call uh, yeah, hot yeah. chicks mommy. America's a weird place, mate. We well, let's, let's, let's talk about that. Like all, all three of us are foreigners to America. Yeah. What were some of the weird things that you noticed when you first came over here, or there? Oh, oh well, we well, when I first came over here, I lived uh, in a place near a cornfield, and I was just like, first I was like, oh, when I come to America, it's it's cool. I'm gonna get a bike, and that's all I need. I won't need a car. I don't need anything. Just like I'll a just bicycle? take a bike. Yeah, I just get a bicycle. Yeah, because you know that's what I need in Europe. I drove my bike everywhere. Like you don't need anything. And then I was there for two days. I'm like, I can't even like. The nearest grocery store is like a 50-minute drive. Like, <laughs> I'm screwed. I, I need a car. Like so, just like little things like that. You're living uh, in the cornfield. Yes. You're living in a cornfield. Well, Why are you living in a cornfield? So because when I when I moved fiber, over here, right? I lived, we all need fiber. I lived with uh, with with the my roommate was Cashisono, aka Chris Hero, aka oh, okay. Cashisono at NXT, okay. uh, aka living in a cornfield, and we just got like uh, you know a very a very but cheap where, house where where that was in that was in Reading, Pennsylvania, oh, okay, and it was in the very outskirts of of Reading, Pennsylvania, you know, which is uh, kind of. So there Amish was just like town, Amish towns of, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like there was uh, you know like legit our behind our house, four feet was a huge cornfield. Was there any children in there? Uh, <laughs> so there was many times where you know you're home and it's like okay, there's it's the closest neighbor that there was a landlord is legit a five minute walk. Mm-hmm. So I'm just here, and I just hope that like I was like oh like everyone's like oh you watch horror movies and I'm like hell no because I'll be, I'll be <laughs> I in my room in like one. Jesus Christ you know, what's going on here what's going on here? like a, you know so uh, yeah when I came over here I lived in the cornfield and I was like oh yeah there's nothing I have to you know drive everywhere so that was a big cultural difference obviously you're thinking like well America is like the land of milk and honey big place size skyscrapers and it's worse than Switzerland. Yeah. As far as like living in the middle of nowhere. Well, in, yeah, yeah. And just if you live in the, even if you live in the middle of nowhere, there's like a, a, a bus or a, you know, a car or something <laughs> that picks you up. So. What you saying? Even saying, no, I lived in Tampa. Like we were all stayed at Camden Bayside, which is probably about a five minute drive from uh, there was a FCW arena at the time. And um, but still, like if you didn't have a car, you're screwed because like oh, yeah, yeah. you still have to walk everywhere. It doesn't mean if, even if you're not in the cornfield. Like I remember, the, actually, I remember one time there was a sweet bay, probably about half an hour walk, and uh, I got down there and sweet people, people, are, literally, people are running out of the sweet bay with, uh, with like bottles, like gallons of water and food. Like people were in serious panic. Like what's going on? Goes there's a there's a uh, hurricane coming. There's a hurricane coming, and um, 
no hurricane came, but like it just just shows you that like that the mentality of people down there. I think just the fact that yeah, yeah. That, that happens they too. Lose their mind. I've been on Tampa for 10, 15 years, whatever it is, and every year they'll be like the sky is falling. This is yeah. going to be the worst hurricane of our generation, and people go board up their houses and they get all the water, and then every time, the last minute the hurricane blows away and yeah. goes somewhere else. It's like in every Ireland, time in Ireland, if that was the case, it'd be like. Uh, Jesus, Mick, we have we've half a half a gallon of milk in the fridge and we have a bottle of water. We'll be grand. We got a load of biscuits there. It'll be fine for five days. It'll be Don't a worry. Crack. We got, listen, as long as you got Guinness and, and whiskey, we're grand. That's, I that's just, an Irish I just, like. I just did some shows in Ireland and learned what crack means. It's like it's a good time, right? It's a good time. Great it's a time. crack. Oh, uh, we had a ride along that we just took. <laughs> it just was like Seamus just came back from uh, his sister's wedding, and he didn't. So he flew back, you know, right, uh, from Irish morning to uh, American afternoon. Came to the pay per view where we had the cage match, did the cage match, and then afterwards we had ride along taping, which me means which means which means Seamus was awake for twenty four hours at this point, right. and he was just in Ireland, so he was spitting up those Irish words like it was nothing, <laughs> and it was, it was like uh, I had no clue what he was talking about half the time. He was like, ah. Uh, Kind of time a kip over here, and I'm like, a what? He was like, get a kip, kip in. That's a nice barnet. Yeah. So we, uh, I went back for the wedding, and I was supposed to be back for ten days, but then obviously the, the pay per view came up. So I literally went to went to the sister's wedding. Uh, load of shenanigans. Everyone's just locked, but even before the wedding, and we drink and we fight and we drink and we fight and we fight and we drink. Yeah. <laughs> That's Ireland. Lads, Every song. Lads dropping their bags, their pants on the dance floor. Women just. Taking their boobs out in front of the DJ. I'm Jeez. like, I was horrified. This is Ireland. What the fuck going on? At May, what are you doing? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it was rough. It was it was rough. And Molly then McGuire over there. I had to fly, I had to fly straight to DC. Lenny, you know, Lenny's a guy from United. He looks after us. He met me on the plane. Shout out to Lenny. Shout out to Lenny. Um, he got me off the plane because we went through customs in Ireland. Jumped off the plane, jumped the car, straight to the rental car place, and then drove an hour and a half down to Baltimore and then met the lads and then had the match. And then they said, three hour uh, ride along there, yeah? Oh, jeez. And that's that's the thing, too, that people don't know. Like that time when we went and did all that so that trip to China and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember at the end of the of the trip, because like we land, like even yesterday in Singapore, we're flying 24 hours. Mm. Then we get we in. 24 hours. It was 24 hours, right? Basically. Yeah. And you guys got in at like noon. I got in at nine or whatever. You get to the hotel for two hours and go straight to work. Yeah. What other job in the world would you have that? Right? Like yeah. if you're an athlete, if you're coming here to, if you're coming here to be an actor or whatever, there is no way you would land and go straight to set or to work. You know what I mean? That's one of the things that I don't think people really understand about our traveling. Well, even people are like, oh, you work one day a week, right? That's Monday when we see you on TV. You know? like, yeah. Yeah, no, not really. It doesn't work know. that way. I remember when we landed that one time from China, though, uh, and we had to go to Baltimore, as a matter of fact. We went through Detroit, and you get your bags, you go through customs, and then you walk, and to the right is the connection, and to the left is the exit from the airport. And I remember I was walking out, I just stood there for two seconds, I'm like, I can't take it anymore, I'm leaving. And I just took a left and walked out. And I remember Gallo's going, Chris! Chris, Chris. I didn't even answer. I just walked out. I got in the cab. I went, take me to the closest, nicest hotel that you can find. And then I just sat in the room for like, you know, 12 hours and then bought my own flight to go to Baltimore the next day. But like you just sometimes you just can't take it about yeah. all the travel we do. It's mental. Like, yeah. Like we did, uh, just for example, for one normal week, we did went to Tampa, to Denver, to uh, Edmonton, Clear Customs, Edmonton to Calgary, three-hour drive show. Then we took a 5 a.m. flight from Calgary 
to St. Louis we, through to, Minneapolis to, yeah. and then a 160 mile drive to Springfield, Illinois, and then a 230 mile back drive back to Evansville, Indiana for Raw. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's, that's not even leaving the continent, kind of. You know what I mean? And that's like, that's like. 15 hours of travel just within like you know one time zone we are professional travelers there's no doubt about it yeah that's what alice cooper said he said they don't pay me for the show they pay they me pay for, for the travel 23 yeah, hours it takes to get there and that, that makes perfect sense 100 uh, you know? yeah ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court the crack of the bat on a home run the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Talk is, talk is, talk is Jericho. So what do you, like, when, you, when we're over in the States, obviously all three of us live there now. You go back to your home from time to time. What do you miss most about Ireland? You know, I just went back twice, like twice in a month there. I went back actually after after Evansville thing. Same thing with you or you, like you just got off the plane. I literally like Monday night after Evansville, after all that loop. And because I my, the time went back the first time was quite short, I literally sat in my room, you know what, for five days off, screw this, I'm going back to Ireland. Really? Just that moment decided? Just decided. So I oh, flew back to really? Tampa, repacked my Really? Bag. I thought you were in a locker room on the side it says you're going to go home and a certain p- person told you, no, go back to Ireland, it's going to be grand. Yeah, but I hadn't made up my mind totally. And that was that, I mean, that was like a couple hours before I got to the, the room, but like, it was... Mm. Oh, that was you that said yes. that? Okay. He was like, I don't know if I should, I'm like, go back to Ireland, it's going to be yeah. great. It's going to be grand. It's going to be grand. Okay, so you, grand you decide last minute to, to go back to Ireland. Yeah, I went back, had a kind of absolute blast. I, like, I just feel like when I first came over, when I came over the first time, first couple of years, obviously you didn't miss it that much because, you know, like it's a new experience for you over here and you just, you know, want to keep working, working, working. And now the last uh, the last year or so, I definitely miss it, especially after the wedding and everything, getting to see everybody, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just, I miss that aspect. Like people don't realize like this, you know, this, you give up a lot when you when you when you leave your country. Like my army family, there friends there. That's been it's an unbelievable life. Like don't get me wrong, it's yeah, great, it's fantastic. But there is that part where after a while you just go. You know, what I mean, I want I need I need to get back more and mm-hmm. see everybody. And I had a blast. I don't regret. Like I literally went from Dublin to LA, to, <laughs> from LA straight to Hong Kong and Singapore. But for me, it was well worth it. Like, now, so what do you do when you go back to like for me when I go back to Winnipeg? There's a there's a pizza place there called DJ's Restaurant, and I always go and get a pizza. There's actually a pizza called the Chris Jericho, but that's my go. <laughs> nice what is there, a, what is on the Chris Jericho? It's a pepperoni and ground beef. Oh, right. and the reason why is I've been eating this. It's right by my house. And I've yeah. been eating there since I was a kid. Yeah, and I even worked there for a while. And I always really? ordered pepperoni and ground beef, pepperoni and ground beef. Right. Then when I became you know quote unquote famous, the, the, the Jericho pizza. That's awesome. But I always go back to DJ's Pizza no matter what. Even if I'm there for five hours, yeah, I make sure to eat lunch there. Is there something like that for you? Brussels, man, best point to Guinness in Dublin. I think you've been there. That's the one with the Phil Innes. Oh, with the Phil Innes statue. Phil Innes statue outside. It's I literally were I, I had my first pint in there when I was fifteen. Uh, which is illegal. Um, <laughs> I was supposed to say, is that late for an Irishman or is that early? I don't know. Pretty, pretty illegal. I think I had the worst idea as well. Like, you go in at like seven o'clock, you'd have two pints and you'd be locked and you'd be on the, getting the, the last bus home. You know what I mean? But it was great. I, I have so many great memories. My dad used to drink there when he was, when he was a teenager or so. And I worked on the door there for years, like, we're doing opening and closing for people. <laughs> sing songs with a hat in front of you. Actually, I sing more. I sing more, like, I, I sing more now. You actually, I was just so funny with um, what's his name? 
Ed Sheeran. No, not Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. What's his? Oh, um, um, no, no, no. Uh, Matthew no, no. McConaughey came in one day. He was filming that thing, Rain of Fire. He yeah. just walked in. Like that's the type oh, of like type of bar it is. Did like, you say Bono was there one time too? Bono went to school in yeah. there. Yeah. Michael Flatley was there too. He told me all about it. <laughs> the Lord of the Dance. What's, what, no, let me what's the what's the attitude for you two if you're from Ireland? Is it like oh my god? It's just like whatever. Like do you, is, is, is Irish people have the same respect for you two as the rest of the world? They have respect, uh, definitely have respect for you too. But it's not like you know he's he's around a lot. You'll see him um, in Doyle's bar. There's a couple other bars he's at. Like he just he just goes he's just a, just a bloke at that point. Yeah, yeah. He just I mean honestly, mate. Like I Ireland has changed. There used to be a time when like celebrities would go to different like different countries, whatever you know, and especially in America to be chasing them. But in, in Ireland, never never really was that until camera phones came out. Like like I remember Johnny Cash walking around Grafton Street. You know what I mean? Like you had the the big hat on, just looking for attention. But people were like, oh, how's it going? How are you doing? Like, people didn't give a bollocks. But like now, I feel like with the with the camera phones, it's like, and we just, I don't know who he is. I don't know what he was. I'm gonna take a picture anyway because I just feel but like the, I have to take a picture. But that's what that's what, that's what Ozzy said. The, the, there's no commitment anymore. Like when you were a kid or when younger, if you wanted to take a picture with somebody, you'd have to go put your camera in your bag or in your pocket yeah. and hopefully meet up. Now there's no commitment. Like you said, I got my camera. I'll take. Hey, who, who are you? My kid knows you, but I don't have a clue who yeah, you are. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Like, who are you? Yeah. Why do you want a picture with me if you don't know me? Exactly. Yeah. Why would you want that? You know? It's like, I don't know who you are, but uh, yeah, uh, I got a picture anyway. I'm like, oh. So let me ask. Let me get this straight. You're asking me to do you a favor and wrapping it inside of an insult. Yeah. The answer is no. <laughs> get out of here. Go away. You know. Yeah, I really know who you are. I love. I love, but, uh, I love when you say yeah, and then they take the the camera out there, and it's like it's like they look like at the camera as if it's some sort of alien <laughs> technology <laughs> that they've never used before in their entire life. How many times have you had a guy take a selfie and he doesn't turn the camera around many and make times. it look like a selfie? Like, you, you see that thing that you're looking at? That's that's not us. <laughs> That's a live picture. It's looking at the wall. Can you turn that Can we around? Take another one. It was blurry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to do this. Really yeah, I, you care. know what I do? I just do it myself. I take it. I it takes me exactly yeah, Let me do it for you. Boom. Right. What What do you miss about uh, Switzerland? Ah, uh, it's so hard because yodeling. Yodeling. Yeah, yeah. Yodeling. <laughs> I miss yodeling a lot. Actually, I've almost sent this to you uh, right now in Switzerland. It's going all uh, the. Eidgenössisches Jodelfest, like the big Jodelfest going on in Switzerland. Jodel what do you do? It's a Jodelfest. What are you, what are you doing here? They had, a, they had a trailer where they like yodel a freaking pop song, and it was amazing. I wish I would have showed it to you. We, we did, sent this we did media before. Uh, we did we had the early media day where they took us. Where were we? We're in uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. Lafayette, Louisiana. They took, and they took us like 100 miles away to some small town that we didn't even know existed to do with media. Like literally had like no break, right? It was like about eight hours of media, right, before the show. And uh, we're just making stuff up the whole time. I was like, yeah, yeah, what, you know, tell us about your stories. Like, yeah, you know, Cesaro dreamt of being a yodel, uh, the Switzerland's top yodeler. Yeah, and Switzerland's <laughs> top yodeler. Um, I, I think I just missed James my, like... crotch for uh, tonight. That's <laughs> yeah. excited he is. Yeah, he mentioned that many times. <laughs> <laughs> I was so, proud that you did it. I know, you right? You're so a hairy bastard, so you know what I mean? You know, you're hairy. European At least the crotch you know? is fit. You know what I mean? He, he, he just recently shaved your crotch? Is that what you just said? That's well, that's what he told every single okay, person gotcha. that would listen gotcha, to gotcha, radio. Gotcha, yes, because you got a kick out of that. I think I just... Yeah. Hey, whatever. Hey, do it. Got people to the. To, to the <laughs> we all want to see his arrows, freshly shaven crotch. 
<laughs> oh my God. You know, you know what you guys remind me of a lot of. It's like the relationship that I have with Lance Storm. Super nice guy, but really straight laced, and would get embarrassed if I said, "Did you shave your crotch today?" What are you talking about? I would never do that. Why would you say that? Maybe I did. Maybe I did. It's none of your business. But you're like me. You're like, hey, what's going on? Let's have a pint. And I'd rather go have a uh, have a protein shake. <laughs> so, talk, so anyway, so you go Why to have uh, boats. Yeah, I don't have. Both. So you're talking about um, uh, well, it, uh, no, it's all good. I just I think I miss like the the way of life, I guess, and my friends and family. But like, then again, so when I come when I hurt my shoulder, I went home for like four days, which is the longest I've been home since I joined WWE. So like for like five six years, I wasn't home for more than and a couple of hours, mm-hmm. and then um, I just did. I did an interview the other day that I didn't really like first when I read it back, but then like it actually hit the nail on the point on a couple of things. Was the guy was just kind of like, well, you know, Cesaro is kind of like a you know a foreign like homesick Swiss guy that just misses the, all all the like Swiss cliches because that's kind of all he remembers, and, and so he's kind of lost between two worlds. And I'm like, yeah, that's actually like first I was like, what do you mean? Um, uh, that's not true at all. I don't yeah, miss cliches. Yeah. I mean, and then I was like, well, actually, it's true because been a long uh, like away from my home for so long that like what i remember is what other people mostly probably think of as cliches because it's not some like except you know uh, my family would like what are some swiss cliches but you know what i mean like for example i miss just like getting up taking the bus to like you know downtown be there in 20 minutes just walk around going Mm -hmm. from you know like sitting at a restaurant meeting some friends and then going back like i I can't do that you know i'm at the lake you know to hang out and just swim for like you know lucerne uh, lucerne where you hung out before you know i I can just Go there, play ball for a couple of hours. Go to by the lake, and then like I can go skiing in the winter. And I just like that simplicity is just not there. I can go to the grocery store, and there's all the meat is labeled from like which city it's from, and it's like from you know four miles away. So it's like all that, like the the little simple things like that is what I miss. And then like, but haven't been there in so long. But I still don't feel like at home in the United States for the Mm -hmm. most part. There's still some stuff is foreign to me. So it's like I'm kind of in between both worlds and. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just that weird feeling of like, because like even when I go home, I'm all my friends like we talk, we same problems, same thing, same mm. bullshit we talk about, having a great time. Like I never left, but I still don't quite belong anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I and it's yeah, like, I got you. But so, cliches are what make it real. Like I'm the same. Hundred percent. Like because yeah. that's what the, the people go. Hey, some some some. Oh, I'm a big prick. fan of cliches. Yeah, but some some prick in <laughs> the uh, shame writing the potatoes paper, every like, day. What I mean, read, <laughs> yeah, read the right. paper. What? That's how you eat potatoes every day. Yeah, cabbage. I love potatoes. Yeah. yeah. Chris actually, says, "Hey, actually, have at least two, <laughs> two, have a two or three in my bag there for emergencies." You, you know what I mean? Know yeah. Time. You never know when you'll run out of potatoes. Potato. But so you said you're, you're, you said you're reading the paper. No, but I'm just saying, like, for someone writing a paper who lives in the country, you don't you don't appreciate the country you live in. While you're living there, mm-hmm. I mean, that is 100 percent true. That's 100 percent true. Yeah, yeah. There's certain things you can appreciate, but you don't because mm-hmm. it's like every bleeding day, like every day you see the same thing. You take these things for granted. So when Cesaro says, like, you know, you come back and some some prick writing a newspaper, oh, like, oh, this, you know what I mean? Like, <gasps> I, no, I know. I, I actually that annoys me saying that because it's true. Because you that's what the country there. is. You know what I mean? Like, you they're the things that make the country great, and you don't realize that until you leave. Mm-hmm. But that is 100 percent true. Like, I feel like. I'm I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like you get, I get more and more like patriotic and proud about Switzerland the longer I live away, and I'm sure it's the same with you in Canada. You're like, yeah. oh, Canada's the greatest country world. Let me yeah, yeah. buy this Canadian sweater that but I would have not. Yeah. yeah, because like, like now I was like, oh, this is a Swiss T-shirt. I'm going to buy that. And like, yeah. when, 
well, you live like in Switzerland or I don't know, Canada, like you would not like, a, what are you walking around with a Swiss t-shirt, you think, right. Mark, you know, so it's like, so, like Mark for Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, you, so like, Mark for so, Switzerland. But it, it's just like a difference Like you learn to appreciate it and, uh, it, but it's your identity, man. It's, it's your identity. identity. Well, the, and the thing is, too, like, you know, if you mentioned going to see your old friends, and it happens to me when I go back to Winnipeg, and it's great seeing the boys, but, like, there's still guys that will live there for the rest of their lives. They'll yeah. never leave Winnipeg. They'll never leave, you know, wherever you guys are from. Yeah. And that's the thing where it's like, I love the fact that we get to see the world. We're sitting here in yep. Tokyo. I mean, look at this view and just the fact we get to be here. Our mates will, might never come to Tokyo. They'll live in Winnipeg forever. And that makes me sad as well. You know, like yeah, just the happy yeah. medium, right? And you can't read, you know, okay, how can you talk with somebody and be like, yeah, I know, I was just on a 15 hour flight and it was terrible. And then I got there and there was, you know, 50 people waiting at the hotel to take pictures of me. I mean, oh, oh how like, horrible is my life? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. because all I wanted to do is go to the room and sleep because I wanted to work out the next day. And I'm like, Wait a second! Like you, like mm-hmm. you can't relate to that, and it's but like, unless it's unless you know, like we can relate to that. Yeah. yeah, like when I'm here and I'm like, yeah, 24 hours and 50 people waiting. If you say that to someone who doesn't do what we do, they'd be like, why didn't you sign for all of them? Why wouldn't you take a picture and autograph? Yeah. And it's like eh, it doesn't work that way, you know? Yeah, they're all selling them on the eBay. You know? Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's something too, like you know, you. I haven't been on, on the road with you guys for a while and coming back and just the camaraderie of the boys like last night we went out with the brothers and it's like no one ever understands what we do except for us yeah. you know and you can explain it and try and whether it's your wife or your best friend or your father they'll never quite get it the way that we no. get it because we're here you know no, I, I agree with that I just think uh, it's right I, I stop myself too because it's kind of human nature to complain sometimes especially mm-hmm. when you feel like you're on stop and you're trying to you're trying to rationalize while you're so tired or you're burnt out, whatever, but then you realize, like, well, hang on a second, you know what I mean? It's grand. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's grand, right, James? Yeah, yeah. It's grand. Like, what a, what a great, yeah. yeah. Grand. I think, you know, it's, it's much better than if we were, you know, digging ditches and we'd still no, be complaining. Someone says well. digging ditches. I said that to someone the other day after all the travel. I said, when we made it back home, he goes, <laughs> I said, ah, oh, you know, it could be digging ditches. And he goes, Jesus, but the sound of it, digging ditches sounds like it'd be easier. <laughs> <laughs> but is that actually somebody's job? Is there someone whose job it is to dig a ditch? I'm 100% sure there is. It must be somewhere, right? Yeah. But they, it, it's it's cool and it's just you know sometimes I feel like you need to rant you know first for a yeah, couple yeah. minutes get off your chest and then it's like it's great because mm. you know like we said we're here in Tokyo you know yeah. people great save time. up their money for years to come here and, uh, and, and then, we're paid I'm ex- to be here. you know yeah. I'm extremely grateful you know it doesn't mm-hmm. mean I don't go on a rant every now and again yeah, as we should yeah. right exactly exactly I just, just came here for the prune candy <laughs> and the I actually pears. I actually had coffee jello today what yes they had coffee flavored jello and guess what it was amazing really you know what I had in Singapore I had an avocado yeah, coffee I am jealous of that one and it was now, Absolutely what you, delicious. You had, Beat uh, this. I had Starbucks coffee. Uh, yeah. Good like, oh, you could get that in, in the cornfield in Reading as well. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. So what uh, What exactly is avocado coffee? So we went to uh, we went to this CrossFit place in Singapore that I've been before, and the guy comes in and was like, hey, Matt, you want some avocado coffee afterwards? And I'm like, what did you just say? And he was like, avocado coffee. I'm like, you just mentioned you just named two of my favorite things. Hell yes, I want that. He was like, yeah, yeah, it's like avocado ice cream and coffee. And then immediately I was like, oh, ice cream. I don't know. Uh, but then forgot about it. It worked out. Then he comes in with the avocado coffee. And like I had it and it's, you know, it's like ice cream in there. It's like way too, like I'm, I don't like too sweet. It just maybe. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, this is definitely not sugary. <laughs> it's definitely, yeah. I'm definitely not there. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not sugary. So I think what it is, just they made 
avocado like they took the avocado smashed it up and made like an ice cream with it kind of mm-hmm. and put it in the coffee and it was like espresso avocado ice cream really it was like abs- it was so delicious it was wow. so good yeah Okay, so you've been to Japan nine times. I've been here a bunch of times. You've been here a bunch of times. Yeah. What's some of the weirdest things you've seen here? Because last night we went to have Korean barbecue, right. which is great. And obviously the beef, the chicken, the tongue is always good. But I'm looking at this menu. First stomach, second stomach, third stomach, womb. It actually had womb on the menu. I didn't try it. Like womb, there it is? No, yeah. <laughs> womb, there it is. <laughs> womb, there it is. Yeah. W O M B womb. And that was so. just like, that was just cat. <laughs> that might have all been cat. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I had uh, I had a uh, um, pig brain once. Pig brain. Pig brain. Fried pig brain. Here? Yeah, in Japan. Wow. Yeah. Well, Why? so we went to this place and was like, hey, uh, you know, like one of the sponsors took us out. And was like, hey, uh, my friend opened this new chicken place. You should come eat there, right? And it was uh, Thanksgiving, so I was like, oh, great, it's a sweet chicken place on you know the holiday of food, which is. The only thing I, you know, like, why do I like Thanksgiving? It's hard. <laughs> so I got there and he was like, oh, please try. And it was like, oh, chicken here. And I'm like, what is that? And he was like, oh, wing, you know, like, okay, sweet. Eat it. And I'm like, oh, another bite of this. What is this? And he's like, oh, you know, breast. And I was like, oh, what is this? And he just <laughs> eat it. He just <laughs> points to his head and I'm like, oh, great. I just, I just ate big brain <laughs> like, like happy Thanksgiving like you know when it's like when, when you start eating something and you don't know what it is you're like oh this is actually you know like your brain is like oh yeah. doesn't taste half brain yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, so yeah that's the other one that I, that I see here was uh, pizza with uh, corn and squid on it was a good one uh, if you go to the, the um, those uh, the, the uh, rest stop, what is it called? Like the Truck 7-11s, stop? whatever. Oh, yeah, convenience store. You can get like, there's like a vacuum sealed squid. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I'm like, I'm just supposed to, but like, I, oh, it's, it's just so it. foreign like, to us, right? Well, it must be yeah, I mean, fish left in the ocean here, isn't there? I mean, I don't know. Like, but like, <laughs> so just, saying, this is, like you said, like, it's just foreign to us. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Because it's like. It's, and it's just every day here. Yeah, I went one time where they took a lobster. We go to have some lobster. As we wind down here, almost ready to go. But uh, they take the lobster. Which one do you want? I want that one. Okay. They take it out of the, the tank, put it straight on the grill. It's still alive. What? Yes. So this lobster is now dying on the on the grill. Like the flat, you know, like a, like a diner would, would make yeah. eggs on it or something. And they put the skillet on its back. And this thing is screaming. It's going, me, me. And then the little eyes blow up <laughs> were like, you still hungry <laughs> yeah I was like there you go buddy <laughs> eat up they say that too when they throw it in the, in the pot like they hear the scream it's like oh no it's not the lobster screaming it's the gas or something being released or whatever like, it was to me Jesus. it sounded like a scream yeah. like it's, I, obviously I don't think a lobster has like, a mouth to be screaming it sounds like me out. walking out in, in Tampa Florida when I first got there like in the, the peak, peak hours <laughs> That sunscreen. What's I'm the? Not, I'm, not, what's, I'm serious. What's the lobster called in uh, Little Mermaid? Soccer oh. blue. What is this? <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Can I miss? Yeah, exactly. Every time I hear thinking of lobster, I think of the Simpsons episode where he goes to the uh, the expensive restaurant and he goes, <laughs> lobster. He picks the one that's floating upside down. <laughs> and he goes, uh, it's probably not a good choice picking another one. <laughs> and every time I think, I think of the, there used to be a guy here that was a wrestler. His name was Grand Naniwa, oh, yeah, which is Grand a crab. Yeah. He was his gimmick was a crab. His his mask had crab legs on it with a crab face, and then when he was in the ring, he'd stand on the first rope and walk across, making 
crab. You know, the singers like crab, 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 crab. Here's the fun. To mention that, back crab people went in South Park. Yeah, crab people. Back in the day when I was in Swiss Money Holding, I used to do the Money Walk elbow, which was like exactly the same thing as the Grand and was like walk on the second rope, but I would do the money signs with my hands as I walked out the second rope and dropped an elbow. Oh, I used to love Crab Boy Grand and Neva. Great. <laughs> so you guys uh, we're getting ready to go to the show uh, going to be a big crowd tonight in Tokyo you guys were, like working for the Japanese fans yeah, yeah I love it I think one of my favorite matches was definitely when we uh, we wrestled uh, each other you and Cesaro worked yeah, each other yeah. it was, it was that was awesome. my second favorite my favorite my favorite was me and Chris were <laughs> Oh, thank you. That was a great match. My second no, favorite were, was really was a great match. Favorite was our tag match. Yeah. They're both great. They against both great. Yeah. And, and you see, but the thing with the, with the crowds is the cool part is every part of the world we go to uh, is different, and to find what they respond to and what they like. Because I remember, like me and Chambers, everyone hated that they found a way to respond that 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 they liked and the same with you and me. And then we were, I think, we were wrestling Taiwan, mm-hmm. and we would like. We were like in the back, just like listening. We were like, okay, this is going to be interesting. Like, what we're we gonna, and then like they like some haha stuff and that's yeah. what we did you know so it was like but you never know like in Singapore the other day you're thinking oh it's gonna be like a Japanese crowd hell no yeah they were just having fun like Tokyo was like Madison Square Garden but every other country is just like you know it's different like, yeah, country, yeah. Just having fun it's actually the garden. funny I wrestled Big Johnny in a big show in a handicap match before here Big Johnny John, John Laurinaitis yeah oh that's great it was, it was Big Show and John Laurinaitis against myself and it was the weirdest now let me ask this: Did Johnny get any reaction? Because obviously he was a big star here in all Japan, but in WWE he's kind of like the class, like the buffoon, right? Yeah, I'm trying to remember because he had the tracksuit on, the whole thing, and I just—I'm <laughs> actually trying to remember now. This is 2012, I think. Yeah, yeah. Not 13. Not 13. Tur- 13. He constantly slags me off at the 13. <laughs> By the way, there, I, have, we go back to 13 shots of vodka. Yeah, yeah. By the way, let's go back to the patriotic thing, right? So I've sang more Irish songs that came to America than any other time. And I and sang him a load of songs. I sang, I sang him Seven Drunken Nights and the Irish Rover. And the whole, like, he was, his head was melted after about five minutes of this, and, or uh, ten minutes of this. And Whiskey in a Jarro. Whiskey in a Jarro, yeah. But I, I was, feel like that's been too, you're, that's been too mainstream. That's when I grew up in Canada, there was a huge band called the Irish Rovers. And I don't know where they was the Irish were the Irish Rovers popular in Ireland. I don't really. They had the Irish song. Rovers are songs. They probably just took the name of the song. But they had a big song called "Wasn't That a Party?" Was it maybe five ding, 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 ding. I don't know, but look at the shape I'm in. My head is like a football. I think I'm gonna die. Tell me, me oh me oh my, wasn't that a party? Got no one, no one, no, no one. Sounds like they're from Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Irish Rovers. From so Kentucky. he got really mad at me because <laughs> because he played me the Wild Rover, right? And uh-huh. he was singing it uh, because we we had a show in Syracuse on St. Patty's Day, and he started. They made him sing the Wild Rover, so he did. And maybe I knew, he danced as well, the bastard. And hit him and the New Day. Yeah, we made Every him first of all. First of all, first one made him dance, and then we gave him the microphone and made him sing the Wild Rover. <laughs> and I knew when to clap. And he was like, "How do you know that song?" And I'm like, "Well." So I played him. <laughs> so for his very traditional Irish Wild Rover song, there's a German cover, like a German techno type cover that they do that song. And he was so angry because he was sacrilegious, like, mate. He got so angry. I'm like, no, it's Shites. great. This is the song I know. You know what I mean? It was brutal, man. It was. No, like, I, I literally wanted to kick their asses. <laughs> All right, last question before we go. What's your favorite match you guys have had as a team? Is the one that stands out yet? Because it's been a year or so. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's this. Like, for example, the cage match. Uh, 
I was I was proud of because yeah. it was it Who was, was that a, you guys versus it was the Hardys oh, just because it was it was that a was challenge recent. that was recent it was a challenge <laughs> no pin no pins or uh, submissions no pin oh, because you all, we so lost was, a lot of false finishes so, so it was all it was all escapes but it was fun um, the one where we beat New Day uh, out, out, like when we won our first tag team championship yeah. we beat New Day's five hundred oh yeah, 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 yeah title yeah. right and then we did uh, we did a, a false tag where like. We like you know when like when you turn, so always tag the partner pulls his hand away. So we did that, but then they turned it around on them. Gotcha, so we, yeah, yeah. we we cheated that way to win. The Survivor Series match was uh, great too. Survivor Series was, was fun. a great finish. He had the sharpshooter on, and uh, Us was coming in, and just before, just be, the timing was perfect. Just before he got to Tony, I caught him with the kick, with like, the bro you know kick. I, mean? uh, so. I think that because and that was cool too because it was we just started teaming. Um, I actually couldn't get out of my jacket because I forgot to unbutton it. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I was big pay-per-view. I forget to unbutton my jacket. I tried to rip it. It doesn't work. I'm I laughing my ass jacket. off. Like I look, I look at it, I'm trying to fight a straight jacket off. And this guy, instead of helping me, just stares. And I finally get it <laughs> off laughing. and he's just dying laughing at me. Luckily, the camera caught away. But I was just like, Jesus. I got a good start. Um, we have, uh, so like, those stand out. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of matches on live that we have fun with. Yeah. Um, I'm very bad at picking. We also did that match. one that Gondola match in the UK as well. The crowd with that the whole way as well. Yeah. That's where Vince. Uh, I'm going to say that anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, where Vince. Uh, that's said where Vince Lombardi goes. Uh, <laughs> hey kids, you got a future in this business. That's what Vince Lombardi said. Uh, so anyway. it, it's very. I mean, it's very hard to pick a favorite match. You know. Oh god, yeah. I've had a few drinks with me now, Chris. I'll tell you. Oh, uh, we're getting ready to go. <laughs> well, guys, uh, let's go to work. It's a great time. And remember, Cesaro is daddy. Daddy. Zara's daddy. <laughs> he likes to be called daddy for everybody out there, even from the men. What's daddy, the older what's daddy in Swiss? Father. Thanks again to Cesaro and Sheamus, the WWE Tag Team Champions. Uh, they had a tremendous match in Japan later on that night against Gallows and Anderson. Oh my gosh, one of the best hard-hitting, kick-ass, big-man matches I've ever seen. So congratulations to Gallows and Anderson, my talk and shop compadres. And congratulations to Sheamus and Cesaro, not only for having great matches time and time again, but for being the WWE Tag Team Champions and for being now multiple-time guests here on talk is jericho speaking of multiple time guests uh what about team tiger awesome they're keeping us in the know uh when it comes to the most ridiculous news headlines let's check in with tta this is the news with team tiger awesome in national polling news a new study indicates nearly 60 percent of americans have had it with mayonnaise but 37 percent of them claim it's just regular mayonnaise they're tired of 17 percent of those saying they'd be open to trying a chipotle or spicy ranch flavor but 40 percent of them claimed only if we're talking about a sandwich not chicken salad in mansplaining news, what you really need to understand is it's not about the thing you think it's about. I mean, if you're into that, it's cool and no judgment. It's just that that's not really how it works. For more news that's obviously confusing, check out the Team Tiger Awesome show every Sunday on the Jericho Network, right here on Podcast One. Team Tiger Awesome, as you covered on Laughs at all the news you'll never need to know in this lifetime, every Sunday on the Jericho Network on Podcast One. Go subscribe at Apple Podcasts and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. And hey, go ahead and do the same for all the great shows in the Jericho Network. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. He's talking to Don Felder, a former Eagle. Uh, he's doing a great job uh, killing the town with Storm 
Norman Cyrus speaking of great jobs new episodes every Tuesday Raven Effect new episodes every Monday and of course the flagship show Keeping It 100 with Conan on Thursdays Beyond the Darkness all things paranormal scaring the crap out of you five days a week Monday through Friday and if you haven't subscribed to the latest podcast from Beyond the Darkness get to patreon.com and sign up for True Crime Tuesdays this podcast is completely ad free no commercials at all and it's just five bucks a month you get new episodes every Tuesday that's patreon.com go check it out all right still a few tickets left for my upcoming worlds of jericho show in my hometown of winnipeg with special guests lance storm and cyrus august 25th at club regent uh, event center tickets are available at Ticketmaster. i'm from winnipeg you idiot come check out some hilarious stories from my career from don and lance's career don't you dare miss it and hey let me give one last shout out to all the great talk is jericho sponsors you find them all at podcast1.com just click on the killer deals button at the top of the page then hit the talk is jericho button all right thanks to Saks. Go to SaxUnderwear.com slash Jericho. Get 20% off your Faddles Battle Juice. What about Alone? It's real reality. Watch new episodes every Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central on History. Of course, Geico's saving you money on car insurance. And I'm happy that you're here. Thank you for listening. Keep listening for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next and on Friday. One of my favorite bands in the scene and my tour mates, King, are going to be here. They're on the road with Fozzie this spring for the Judas Rising Tour. We had a great time. You're going to love these guys as much as we do. Non-stop laughs. Great rock and roll band and great friends. King is going to be here on Friday. King with a Y. So we'll see you then. But in the meantime and in between time, stay hard. Stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs. And a big yeah, boy. See you on Friday. Listen to new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday on the Podcast One app. Or subscribe at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com.